Welcome to the Weekend Entertainment Edition of the Literature and Film Podcast, a.k.a. The We Laugh. Our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead, either at the cinema or streaming at home. And now, from a remote location on the East Coast, in the heart of Flying Bull Production Studios, your host, Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull. Uh, welcome to Laugh, episode 157, so we laugh for the July 1st weekend. I'm your host, Ryan Bull. Joining me across the table, as always, is Richard Lusk. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you? Doing well. We are well into summer. It's a bright, sunshiny day. Uh, nice weather in the 80s. Breeze is blowing, so we are indoors recording, as always. That joke never grows old. Never for me. <laughs> And uh, we are celebrating three movies coming out for the 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Or ahead of the 4th of July weekend, right? When is 4th of July this weekend? It's on the 4th. Yeah. So that's a Tuesday? Okay. Something like that. Monday. I like it when it occurs earlier, like on the 1st or the 2nd. When the 4th of yeah. yeah. It's I love when Halloween falls on uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> right. Same thing. So uh, there are three movies coming out this weekend. Uh, First one up is BFG by Steven Spielberg. This is the first Disney film he's ever directed. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Based on the story by Roald Dahl. This is the sixth Roald Dahl film or movie to be turned into a film. This is about a little girl named uh, Sophie. who sixth movie to be turned into a film? Sixth book. I thought I corrected myself. Okay, because he also wrote two movies. (laughs) He wrote the James Bond movie. You Only Live Twice, and uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I did not know that. But I don't think he wrote either of the books. Well, Ian Fleming wrote the first. Yeah, but sorry, he, anyway. the, the children's novels that he wrote have been turned into movies six times, and this is the sixth. And this is about a little girl, Sophia, who encounters the big friendly giant, who at first she's scared of, but apparently he's really nice, unlike the other giants. Aren't they gianter? Oh yeah, they're even the, bigger than him. So he's not he's a he's the world's shortest giant? Yeah, he's a midget giant. <laughs> uh a Magi? I don't know. The Magi? Did he deliver gifts to Jesus? This is the guy that was in um Steven Spielberg's last movie, and I think he won a best supporting actor director, Mark Rylance. Mm-hmm. Bridge of Spies. He plays the uh the big friendly giant, but you know, how long? How far are we away from the acronym BFG, where the F represents friendly? Like in today's world, that F <laughs> represents something else, and I'm wondering why they stuck with the original title. But well, it's it's classic uh, roll doll. Ruby Barnhill is playing Sophia. She's the little girl in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a couple appearances on a Disney TV show. Other than that, she's pretty much a newcomer. To the world of acting. Also, you've got Rebecca Hall in there. We like her. Podcast fave. Yeah, we liked her a lot in The Gift. So, are you excited about this film or is this a big bomb for you? This, I hope, is the biggest bomb of the year because I think it's your list. It's on your uh, movie challenge list. As a bomb. As a bomb. Yeah. So, I want it to bomb. No, that's why I hope it's the best movie <laughs> Thank ever. You. It's the best. <laughs> it was really uh, critically well acclaimed at Con, right? Yeah. I don't know. What is the uh, budget for? This uh, it's not live action, motion capture. I think it's animation, north of right? 120 million. It probably only makes like 30 million. 
That's 35 million. Hmm. I mean, you've still got Finding Dory going strong in theaters. Plus, there's a lot of other stuff that could uh, pull people away. From yeah, this it. is not striking well. And yeah, the box office challenge is not looking well for me. <laughs> we'll get more yeah. into that later. Uh, I'm, I'm ambivalent about Roll Doll uh, movies. I, I don't know if I've ever really liked any of them. You didn't like Willy Wonka? No. I think that terrorized me when I was a kid. Are you talking about the original one? Yeah, the original one. And apparently yeah. Steven Spielberg tried to get Gene Wilder to come out of retirement to be in this film. As the big friendly giant? Some small or part, some, I'm oh, betting, because okay. I don't think he's doing real well hmm. health-wise. But that would have been hmm. cool to see Gene Wilder in another film. Just a way to torture him? and He just wanted to pull the old man out, <laughs> have him feel bad? What's your favorite? Uh, I don't really like Spielberg. All right, so my favorite Spielberg movies, I was going to ask you what yours is. I'm just going to tell you what mine is. Have really little to do with like Spielbergian moments. Like, I hate E.T. I actively hate E.T. It's probably highest on my list of movies of Steven Spielberg's that I dislike. I think he has 29 films. One of them made for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, which. Yeah, your substitute teacher had to show that two years in a row. She hated that experience. But I like Duel a lot. I hate E.T. This movie's been compared to E.T. a lot. Hmm. Trying so, to recapture some of that childish so you're charm. you're not up for it at all. <sighs> no. But my favorite is Munich. <laughs> wow, that's, that, that's a interesting pick for your number one. I mean, It's up there with Saving Private Ryan. And Jaws. Well, you know what mine is. You don't even really need to ask. Well, me it's my probably favorite. Jurassic Park, and yeah. then The Lost World. No, no I'm not a big Lost two. World fan. His films have grossed four point two billion dollars in North America. Wow, strong. And he's had one hundred and twenty-two Academy Award nominations, but he's only won uh, Best Director three times. Oh, you say only three times? Well, like people would be. I think they'd be surprised about that. Oh, well, personally, he's been nominated for 15 Oscars, but he's only won three. Not just Best Director. He was Best Director for Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List, and I think Schindler's List was his only Best Picture out of 29 right. yeah. films. Uh, Saving Private Ryan lost out to um, the Sha- uh, Shakespeare in Love. So I think that this is, I mean, he's probably the best known movie maker in American cinema. Mm-hmm. so Currently working, sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, I think BFG is going to run into a lot of trouble with this Nets film that's coming out, The Legend of Tarzan. I think that this is going to do better than BFG. Sleeper hit? I, I think it'll be fairly well received. Do you think it'll do better than Independence Day? Yes. I think Independence wow. Day falls off a cliff. This no, no, week. no. I'm talking about the it compared opening to opening. Last year, or last week, Independence made uh, forty-one million, forty-two million. Uh, that's about where I put Tarzan. All right. And the reason why I think Tarzan is going to do really well is because it's got Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood as Tarzan. Really, you think that's the reason it'll do well? I think a lot of mommies take their kids to go see this one. All right, because I was going to ask you of these four names, which is the most likely to draw you into a movie theater: Margot Robbie, Christoph Waltz, Samuel L. Jackson. Or Alexander Skarsgård. If you say if you don't know anything about any of the movies, just say, "Hey, these there's this person is starring mm-hmm. in a movie." I agree, but the marketing campaign is all about the Skarsgård apps, the eight pack. Well, that and also the I mean the special effects. I think 
Yeah, and Again, I think that'll bring stuff. in the teenage boys and everything. Plus, PG? you got Margot Robbie, PG thirteen, PG thirteen. But I think this has a pretty big fan base. I think even the older uh, people, you know, fifty five plus, may want to go watch a Tarzan film. I think. Uh, well, it's been ten years in the making, so yeah. the world is now at a clamoring, f- clamoring at a fever pitch for a new for a new Tarzan movie. <laughs> Uh, directed by David Yates. He's doing Fantastic Beasts, which comes out later this year. It's spanning on the Harry Potter world. He did uh, the last five or last four Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. both five, six, and seven. Seven, of course, was split into two movies. So I think he's good at adapting material. He has a certain whimsical nature. He can still do action. I think this plays well. And even if it doesn't do great in America, I think worldwide, this is going to do quite well. This is the first Tarzan movie to come out in theaters since 1999's uh, Tarzan from Disney. That that movie to me was a turning point in the cultural revolution that led me to believe that we, we've lost it. <laughs> Why? I, I went to see that movie and it gave me an immense migraine from all of the action on the screen and the the sound and the noise and the fury and all that. And I thought if little kids can go can go watch a movie and sit through it without crying and leave, <laughs> leaving the theater in pain, then we've sort of lost uh, where we are, where we stand as in terms of uh, trying to create uh, entertainment. There, it's way too distracting and distractible. With that Phil Collins soundtrack oh, and Tarzan uh, skateboarding through so much the trees, on it. sliding around. Did, uh, do you know when the last time they made a live action Tarzan movie that hit theaters was? Well, I know that there was uh oh there was another animated one in 2014, but there was Greystoke. Yeah. Was um who was in that? There I can only be that. one. What do you mean? <laughs> that was your hint. Oh, I still don't know. From I, the guy I got from Highland, I yeah. still don't know his name. That's I was trying to cover because I couldn't remember his name either. But I remember <laughs> is from, that the answer? Um, yeah, uh, Greystoke, the Legend of Tarzan. I'll scream it out here in a second. Well, I was, I was trying in my mind. I was thinking of the different people that they had planned to, that were in talks to be in this movie. Christopher Lambert. He's not. He wasn't in talks to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Sorry. That was that's from Greystoke, eighty uh, four. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Told you. You just yell it out. It's like uh, I have uh, movie Tourette's. Yeah. Michael Phelps. He was oh. in talks to be in this role. So kind of going back to the whole Johnny Westmuller. The uh, the original Tarzan yeah. was Weissmuller. a... Weissmuller. thank you. Was an Olympic swimmer. Uh, also Tom Hardy. <sighs> Last year was the summer of Tom, so it would have been sort of foolhardy to sign him up for this movie being that it didn't come out last year but if it come out last year it would have been a good move for uh tom hardy i like tom hardy i don't see him as tarzan he he doesn't have that sleek build i, I don't he, really he's more of like a pit bull you, i don't really you, have a picture of tarzan in my mind you want a greyhound more well okay. apparently they uh david yates really just wanted this tarzan to be very lean and ripped much more vertical not Hunched over an ape like. Well, he more gained. Like uh, supposedly, he gained about twenty five pounds. Alexander Skarsgård to be in this movie. Um, I think we need another Tarzan movie, like we need another Traffic Light on Seventeen. It's not that there's a lot; it's just that there's too many. So you're not looking forward to this? Nope. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll you know, I, I'll ask you this question later on. But my answer is Tarzan's the movie you see this weekend. 
And I'll ask you here in a second after we do the third film what you would pay to see your money. Or pay well, with your money to, to see go see. Money. <laughs> what would you pay with your money to I go see? I don't even know how that works syntactically at all. <laughs> uh, hey, all right. You can ask me later, but we also have to talk about the third big release, right? The Purge election year. Uh, I know nothing about this movie. Frank Grillo is in it. Frank Grillo. I guess I do know something about it. Yeah, Frank Grillo reprises his role. He was in uh, the previous Purge movie, Anarchy. He uh, is probably most famous for playing Crossbones in the Marvel film series. He's the guy that Captain America fought in Civil War at the beginning of the film who blew himself up. Oh, okay. The guy who I didn't have any idea who that was. That is Frank Grillo, and he co-stars with Elizabeth uh, Mitchell, who's most famous for playing Juliet on Lost. Okay. So uh, this movie... TV show I haven't seen at all. Yeah. This movie's a direct sequel to the second Purge movie and takes place two years later. Okay. So you know, it's a continuing storyline. It's all about a senator... Uh, played by Elizabeth Mitchell, who's running for president, and on and she wants to get rid of the purge. And on purge night, she is betrayed by her security detail, and she goes on the run with Frank to try to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Isn't she the child? Or I don't think I'm spoiling anything. I, I thought I read this somewhere. Isn't she the, a child from the first movie? I don't One know when the, the children... first movie took place. I know this movie takes place in the year 2025. Mm. And she's 47, I think, in real life. So I'm not sure how timeline-wise that would all work. Wait. Oh, the actress is 47. The actress is 47. Well, she's got to at least be 35 to run for president. (laughs) Well, maybe not in 2025. (laughs) Maybe not. You don't. Can't you see exactly where this movie's headed from the trailer? Like, didn't they give the whole story away in that two and a half minutes? That she's trying to stay alive. Yeah. No, I mean, no, not just that she's trying to stay alive. I'm, I think they gave away the ending scene. I think they showed everything, single story beat up to the climax, and even the climax. Possibly, but we're not sure how it all works. Uh, Marvel Civil War did that. Okay, but and yeah, Marvel I don't think Civil it War took arguably has a l- little bit more going for it in terms of like what they're, they're, they're a little bit more nuanced. I thought you were a fan of the first Purge movie. No, I saw it. I don't think I was a fan of it, no. I thought you kind of liked it. I mean, you thought there were some storytelling flaws and some leaps in logic, but overall I thought you were well, if I happy did, with it. Two and a half years ago, I don't now. I okay. don't think so. I, I know, I always say this, I see these random movies in theaters sometimes that people are really surprised I go to see. Like the movie we're going to be reviewing this week, uh, The Shallows. I told my dad I went to see it. I wanted to take him to go see it. He was like, no. And if you were to tell me that you were going to go see this movie that you just described, I would not believe it. All right. So, so you haven't been big on BFG. You haven't been big on Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> no. You haven't been big on the Purge election year. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire and say you have to go see one of these three movies. Which one do you go see? Probably, probably BFG. I think BFG has a, I don't know. BFG probably has a chance to do something. I haven't seen on screen before, although it like calls back to ET and it might work thematically. I don't think I've seen giants arguing with bigger giants and protecting a little girl. Like I really don't know where BFG is going to go. I know that Tarzan is basically Tarzan fighting an ape and then fighting a human. Two of them. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. I think Samuel Jackson is his friend though, isn't he? Is he? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Plus, I don't like movies about King Leopold II. 
He's the worst dictator of all time. Okay. He's responsible for 15 million deaths. Uh, Stalin's got to beat. Yeah, but I kind of like Stalin. <laughs> okay. Did you know that Stalin's daughter immigrated to America? No. I wonder if some of her kids go to our school. I would be willing to bet against She, she wound up in Denby. No, I don't know that that's okay. true or not. Fair enough. So you're not too big on the weekend offering, so... I'm not, not big. I think BFG has a chance to do something original. Tarzan, like you said, it could be enjoyable for theater goers. I think probably if it were going head-to-head against uh, Independence Day, it looks to me like a better movie mm-hmm. just based on the trailers and stuff. And I like all the actors that are in it, so... Legend of Tarzan is a pretty good pick. Uh, you know, Purge Independence Day is not, or Purge Election Year is not really my bag of tea. So, all right. So, I don't know. What if you were staying home then? I would what watch. Could you stream? And I'm recommending that you watch Remember. This is a movie from earlier in the year that we reviewed on Laugh 134. It stars. Uh, Christopher Plummer, Martin Landau, and uh, Dean Norris in a small role. This is Adam McGoyan's take on the Holocaust and the implications of a Holocaust survivor who is now an octogenarian, or maybe even longer. He travels across the country to find the Nazi responsible for the death of his family members at the behest of a friend of his, uh, another a fellow old dude who uh, is played by Martin Landa. Did you know last week we had uh, the last or the latest Auschwitz guard sentenced to prison for his actions during uh, 19 in between 1943 and 1944? Yes. 94 years old. I'm going to make the, I'm going to make the prediction that this will be, that that might be the last conviction that we see. You're going to make the prediction that that might be. You're hedging, I'm hedging on a, a on a 94 year old guard. I'm willing to pr- who I'm willing was to like predict. 19 at the end of World War II. I'm willing to predict. Well, there are others out there. There's wait, some of the- yeah, but way to go out on a limb. <laughs> yeah, probably he's the last one. I guess my point would be that if you that we're more likely to have see something like that happen again once all of the people all the the people would direct. Um, impacts in their lives on it are gone. The history has a, has a way of repeating itself, but it doesn't repeat itself right away. Like the clash okay. and fall of empires doesn't happen one on top of the other. Usually, there's a time period in between. So, if the Holocaust were to happen again in a modern society, it, it would happen as a result of us forgetting what it was like. Fair enough. Which uh, is less likely to happen in our you know technological society, but I think as these people age and get older and go and pass on, then we're less likely to be in our uh, in our present state of mind. So fair enough. And we had a similar discussion on the podcast when we reviewed. Remember what number was that? One thirty four. One thirty four. So if they go, if our listeners go and download that, they can listen to us get into a much more detailed conversation about that whole thing. Right. Right. All right. Spend uh, that pick of the week. I like it. Now, if you're heading by the Red Bots, you can pick up Precious Cargo. And this is a movie that's about 20 years too late in the making. This would have been the coolest movie in the world in 1996. When Zach was... Yeah, this movie stars Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell, uh, the actor better known as Mark Paul Gosler, Bruce Willis, and Claire Fulani. 
Who's Claire Falani? Uh, she was in the movie Meet Joe Black. She was also in The Rock and Mallrats. She was one of those actresses that you thought was going to be really popular, and then her career didn't go anywhere once we got into the 2000s. But in 1996, these people were super cool. Okay. So uh, this movie is about a crime boss who tries to make off with loot that belongs to another thief. Their double crosses abound. It looks really awesome. And I've always wanted to see Zack as an action hero. How come no one's ever heard of it? Because it just came out direct to video or direct to Redbox. I don't think it, no. I, a couple of weeks ago. I, I think maybe they put it on DirecTV for a little while, okay. but now's your chance to stop by the Red Bots, you know, when you're filling up your car with gas at the local gas station before you head home for the weekend. You can rent this and have fun living the good times with Zach Morris. Right. So that's my pick. Uh, if you have streaming, we're saying go watch Remember and listen to our podcast on it. Three movies coming out this weekend are The Purge, Election Year, The Legend of Tarzan, and The BFG. On our next episode, we're going to be reviewing The Shallows. And we're hoping to bring you a bonus episode this week, two review shows. Uh, we're probably going to be reviewing the documentary Tickled. Our first documentary. Yeah. But I'm... I think- First documentary review? I don't think we've reviewed a documentary before. Yeah, this, uh, Tickled was uh, one of the darlings of Sundance. And Are you tickled about it? Yeah, it's not available around here, but we got our hands on a screener. So we'll have a review of that later in the week. So uh, I guess I should say thank you for joining me, L-Train. You're welcome. <laughs> now, there be dragons. Fox headphone, everybody. Mm-hmm.